All right, Bill. We're uh, we're recording now. You're live on the uh, podcast. You are our second guest. Uh, we were just joined by Mr. Taylor, who uh, helped us walk through his division. We're going to go through your division, uh, and the way we're doing this is we're going to go team by team. We uh, we kind of start with the top three picks, uh, then we step back and look at the starting rosters, uh, and then we finally do a comparison across all the teams. That work for you? Anything you want to say to start? I'm sorry, you talked to Ben first. Oh, yeah. You didn't talk to me first? Ben, ben called us. Ben, Before they get to the best part. Ben, ben Taylor crashed the podcast, basically. He played his own wrestling theme music, announced himself, and then joined us for a conversation. I'm sorry, Bill, you're just not as proactive as Ben. Oh, well, you know, uh, when you don't have a team as good as mine, you need theatrics in order to actually, you know, have some entertainment here. Luckily, my... My team can handle that for me. You know, it's an interesting comment because Ben ended his segment by saying that you texted him the day after the draft and declared him the best team in the league. Yeah, I do that to him every year. Great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the truth comes out. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, it's pretty good. But uh, the psychological warfare has to start early. By the way, Lee, your team looks really great too, buddy. Thanks, Bill. All right, Bill. Do you want to you want to go your team first, or would you prefer to start with uh, uh, Nick's Dick in a Box or Sandusky's tight ends? So wait, so Sandusky's tight end, Doc in a Box. What's the other team name in the division? Uh, Borkowski, Bor- Bukaki. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's 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 go let's go works to first. I think that's probably the best way to do it. So we can start with Nick. Okay. All right. Well, savage. It's a savage move, but uh, I have to. I have to start here. Josh armed me with some statistics, and what we've really been using to ground each division is the overall win percentage, Bill. Uh, and that's regular season wins. I think Josh excludes postseason, so we, you know, everyone kind of knows the championship story here. Um, for anyone joining us and not participating in the conversation, we have seven championship rings in the room right now. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a there's a lot of uh, fantasy gold uh, talking to you right now. Three, three, and one. Thank you, Lee. Thank you for clarifying. Uh, <laughs> what we've got here is figured I'd get in front of it. Yep, yep. We've got Bill. You have a fifty six percent overall winning percentage in the league. Um, that is just slightly below Josh, who is number one at fifty nine percent. You've got a cluster of. Me, Josh, you, and Brandon kind of at the top. Um, Lee, just below that. Uh, let's see here. Who else is in? Oh, yeah. Brian. Brian's coming in at a strong, well, not very strong, 44% overall. And then Nick, good Lord, what is that? That is below 40. Josh has it in red, so it's kind of hard to read. Oh, uh, 36%. Nick, yeah, win, yeah. Nick, <laughs> Nick wins a third of the time okay. he plays. Dating that, we were going to start with Nick. He was the lowest win percentage. You understand? Okay. So I'll start with Nick. Uh, we got to give him a, a little bit of a break, though. I mean, that's a small sample size. What, two, three seasons Nick has been in the league? 
He has been one, a, one way long ago. And yeah, then just rejoined last year yeah. for his second season. That's so. true. So Nick hasn't been playing for a while. That's fair. He kind of punted on a couple seasons that are bringing his overall stats down when he played with us. Uh, I think in high school. Um, yeah, but I think the big thing for Nick is, uh, you know, I got to say it, he's, he's living in the shadow of a giant. Uh, when you look at the stats over the last, like, five years, uh, obviously Bill's got the rings, but when it comes to regular season performance, Brandon's up there, but the number one performer in our league over the last five years in the regular season was Phil, and that's who Nick's what? replacing. Phil was yep. crushing it before he decided to uh, become a doctor. Um, and, you know, kind of hang up his fantasy cleats for a bit. Uh, but, yeah. He, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll, we'll let Bill talk an Australian accent here in a minute. But, yeah, Phil was uh, fantastic. Uh, and, you know, Nick's got to – he's got to come in and fill those shoes. Big shoes to fill for Nick. He's got something to prove this year. All right. So, top three picks. He got Henry in the first. Love it. Josh Jacobs in the second. Love it. Uh, and Adam Fillion in the third. Who? Thielen? Thielen. Adam Thielen? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've loved all the teams that went with the 2RB strategy this year. He got two of the top running backs, and um, we'll see. Thielen as his number one receiver. Not 100% sold on that, but after he went with those two top running backs, you know, I don't have any issues with it. None? You can't think of any issues with it? Uh, so I'm gonna disagree with Lee here. I see, I see, I see risks. Uh, I fucking love Derrick Henry this year. Uh, top five, easy. Henry's doing. I, I think Henry's the pick at that point, right? Like he he got him after Ben took Clyde, right? So you've got uh, McCaffrey, uh, Saquon, uh, Zeke, uh, Kamara, and Clyde off the board. He's he's the sixth pick, right? Was it a six pick? Or did someone... Was was Nick seven? Uh, Depends if Dalvin Cook went in heaven or not. Uh, let me look at the actual. Uh, okay, so Josh Josh actually took Michael Thomas uh, before Derek Henry was picked. Um, so, it, you know, I, it, of the running backs that are left, he's probably the best one. Um, so I, I, I'm okay with that. I think it's the best Nick could do in that position given where he was drafting from. Uh Henry's got some risks. Uh, he scores a lot on uh, big plays, which is a blessing and a curse. Um, and, you know, he could see some touchdown regression. Uh, the passing game looked a lot better down the stretch uh, for the Titans than it did at the beginning of the year when Mariota was behind center. Uh, I think they're a little bit more of a balanced team this year. I think they're still going to lean on the run, no doubt. Um, but I just think they're a little more balanced. Um, and so I think there's some potential downside to Henry. Uh, but he's, he's the right pick at that point in the draft. Jacobs, uh, you know, again, I think he's probably the right pick in that round. I don't think he's any different than, a, like, a Miles Sanders or whoever else you're looking at around there. Um, so he's fine. He, they've been pumping up a lot in camp about how many catches he's going to get. I don't really buy into that. Uh, but, you know... The Raiders are doing their best to say that he's going to catch like 50 balls this I'll year. Give you a, I'll give you a stat for that, John. Yeah. Derek Henry and Josh Jacobs combined for one more reception last year than Kareem Hunt had last year. Josh Jacobs and Derek Henry combined for 38. Kareem Hunt had 37 in what? 
four, five less games, and as a backup. Yeah. What a, yeah. It, not it, ideal. Yeah. Thanks for that stat, Bill. Yeah, I mean, it proves the point. They're, they're, they are hurt by any sort of PPR format. They are gorgeous in standard leagues, but they, uh, yeah, they, they, they feel it a little bit um, on their on their total upside in PPR leagues. That that said, I don't know. Like, given where Nick was drafting from, who was already taken, I think they're good picks. Um, they might not have had the receptions last year, but both of them finished as RB ones. That's true. Yeah. So I mean, the, the potential's there. I just I think there's. We were talking. We were talking about how much we liked Ben's ceiling uh, when we were talking to him earlier. I don't really love of the ceilings here because I don't think they're going to get the passing. Uh, I, don't think, I don't think they're going to get the receptions. I think I think they're going to carry the rock a lot and maybe score some touchdowns. And they could be in that low end wide or running back one conversation. I just don't buy that they're going to be able to get the uh, receptions, even if they see increases from what they did last year. I don't think they're going to, you know, be able to. Derrick Henry's not going to challenge Clyde for a top running back spot, in my opinion. He, like there's a clear line between the two, and I think Clyde's in that upper echelon of running backs, and Derrick Henry's the beginning of tier two. But I can't, I can't fault Nick for drafting the number one running back on the board when he picked. Like he can't go, he can't, he can't leapfrog people and pick ahead of him. So I like that. I don't really love the Minnesota uh, passing game. I think they're gonna just ground and pound like they were last year with Dalvin Cook and Madsen. But uh, Adam is the number one uh, wide receiver there. Um, so Bill, uh, Bill, you, Bill, do you want, you want to shit on any of this, or do you want to just go with my my lukewarm take and Lee's? Uh, I don't know. I guess it was also a lukewarm take on the picks. Here's, here's the thing. Here's what I'll, well, not the only thing, but here's the last thing I'll say on Nick's team. If you look across his roster, yeah, tell me which guy on there has the potential to have a season that we haven't seen them have before. See, Bill, Where, this where's is, the star? This See. is exactly what I was talking about with uh, our last guest, Ben Taylor. That's how you win a championship. You have to have oh. that high upside. You oh, need, yes, it is. You need right. the high upside. If you take Absolutely. all safe guys, older guys, you know, hey, maybe you finish middle of the road, but I agree with you on that one. Yeah, I mean, so I, I agree with what you're saying in, in principle, but I will say this. If you were in the playoffs last year and you had A.J. Brown, D.J. Shark, uh, Kenyon Drake on your team, you were super happy because those guys exploded. And those guys weren't drafted in our league. So as much as we like to praise the high upside in the draft, and I think it's really important because I do think you need players to pop at the end of the year to make it through the playoffs. We also have to remember that even the, the guys that we're talking about that have kind of older-looking teams, they still get to play the waiver wire for 13 weeks before they get to the playoffs. So they, like, I, I, I like to give Ben credit for thinking ahead with his younger picks. Um... But I also, for some of the teams that look a, a bit older, like they just need to play the waiver wire better than maybe Ben Taylor does. Um, so, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't write them off and be like they're doomed. Um, I will. Sure. <laughs> uh, for next, for next players that uh, you know look good, since you know we're jumping out of the top three and looking at his overall roster. So he's got 
Jacobs and Hendrick running back looks pretty good. Uh, Thielen and uh, McLaren, um, scary Terry. Uh, at There's Rogers. a high upside. That's a high upside. I, I like I like Terry. Um, he's got Ertz at tight end, and then he's got Drew Brees at quarterback. I mean, this is a mediocre team. Brees and Brees is in the seventh. Um, I'm not really not loving a lot of these seventh round quarterbacks. Brees was in the seventh. Newton was in the seventh. Um, I think these guys could have gone like the ninth or the tenth. Yeah, I think Nick went with a lot of safe picks here. Um, he's probably scared of having a you know two and eleven season or something. So he decided that a six and seven season, just missing out of the playoffs, is going to be better. That no depth. Old men with no depth. Yeah. Dangerous. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. Uh, so his, his, I would say, I'd argue he has two upsides. He's got Scary Terry, um, which I was high on. And, um, I mean, he's got potentially, he's got a team right now, I'd say on paper, that is, uh, it, it looks fine. It, it doesn't look scary. Like, I'm not worried about Nick's team running away with the, with the league, which maybe some of the other teams we've been talking about I would be. Um, and we typically have, like, two, three teams that are kind of, like, top tier, and then you have this, like, log jam of, like, five or six teams fighting for the final playoff spots. Um, you know, Nick's team could potentially be in that log jam. I don't think it's, like, a top upper echelon team on paper to start the year. But he's got, in the sixth round, Kareem Hunt, and, you know, we don't want any, no one's wishing any injuries to anyone. But if Chubb were to go down, you're looking at a, a team on paper that has two top tier running backs in Henry and Jacobs. And you have a guy in Hunt that I think goes into that Alvin Kamara conversation if Chubb were to go down. Like, I think that's just the upside of Hunt. Um but a lot of things have to fall right for that to happen. I'm just saying, like, on paper, you've got Terry and Hunt as two people that could pop and give Nick that boost that could get him out, maybe out of that long jab into a playoff spot. I'm calling it six and seven for Nick. Okay. Yeah, nice nice thing to say about Nick. Uh, I don't think he'll finish 11th again. <laughs> well, so oh, well, okay That's there. Funny. All right. Uh, let's let's talk about uh, Mr. Cook. Uh, let's talk about you know, Lee and I were trying to figure out what we call the last two playoff spots. Do we call them wild cards? I don't know if we can call them wild cards because the ultimate wild card in the league is Brian Cook. The man yeah. has n- almost no uh, football literacy. Like I'm not sure if we started throwing out like obscure terms uh, for Brian if he'd recognize we were talking about football. Um, that said, uh, you know, he's a champion. Um, that said, I think he played Lee in the finals last year. Uh, he he plays in the dynasty. So like he, he obviously knows the players. Um, not anymore. Played in the dynasty. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Sore subject. Well, well, yeah, I gotta say this about Brian. You know, we give him shit for taking Jerry Rice or whatever happened back in the day and not knowing football. But he, he has come around. He has drafted some good teams. He won that championship. He made it all the way to the finals last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Brian's turning around his fantasy career. I got to give him a little kudos there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, definitely has turned it around. Um, competent player now. Uh, has performed well the last couple seasons. Um, 
that said, I, I hope he finishes dead last. Uh, what happened to the trophy is a travesty, and uh, <laughs> fuck, fuck you, Brian, for mailing it that way. Um, it's a very sad-looking piece of hardware at the moment, and for that reason, I just hope you continuously end up in last place. I mean, I, th I think, you know, before we get into it, I'm, I'm sneak peeking at his top five picks. I think we should do his top five instead of his top three, because... They look pretty good. Yeah. He, so he went uh, He went running back, running back. He got Barkley uh, the second pick. And then uh, with the second to last pick in the second round, he ended up with Miles Sanders, um, who I think the, I think people got scared of him. I had, I had Sanders. Uh, I thought I thought Eric was going to take Sanders over Connor. I think people got scared of Sanders on draft day because he's dealing with a hamstring injury. He's running shadow drills right now. You don't know if he's going to start day one, um, but he's, he, he, you know, Lee, you had him last year on your championship team. You know how good he is. Um, tons of high upside once he's healthy. Like he is one of the main engines of that Philly offense. Uh, he ended up with Lamar Jackson in the third as his quarterback. Uh, I understand it. I, I didn't want any quarterbacks before the fourth round. If Mahomes or Jackson fell to me in the fourth, I would have, I would have taken them, but I don't like quarterbacks that early. Um, so I'm a little against that, but I get it. He, you know, Bill had him last year. Like he had a historic season. He's a league winner. He was a league winner last year. Um, but I think, you know, Holmes, Mahomes, uh, proved the point last year. Like the week league winner quarterback the year before isn't necessarily the league winner the next year. That's very true. Um, it's, it's just hard to, at the quarterback position, maintain that historical level of performance that differentiates you that much to warrant a top uh, um, a pick in the first three rounds. Uh, hey, John. Yeah, that's quick, that quick question. Yeah. Question on that topic: Who had the league winner the last two years in a row? Is this a trick question, Billy? Because I think the answer is you. Oh, that's right. It was me. That's right. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. To, to that Carry point, on. Billy. I mean, you took Lamar Jackson late last year. I think what happens in the quarterback situation, it's ideal when you can take that late quarterback and he finishes, you know, number one, number two. Most of the time, when these guys, I know Josh reads the stat every year, but the first quarterback off the board, um, that league owner never finishes well. You're blowing a valuable draft pick you know, in the second or third round on a quarterback. And, and usually that's not a great idea. Yeah. And, and I mean, and Bill, uh, congrats on getting Lamar Jackson last year where you got him. He was for a lot of people in the fantasy world outside of our division, a league winner. But if I remember correctly, Lee won the championship last year. You didn't win. So Lamar Jackson wasn't a league winner. Patting yourself on the back for picking Lamar Jackson last year when you didn't win is like having the biggest dick in a micropenis contest. It just doesn't matter. Listen, uh, I didn't lose the league last year because of Lamar Jackson. It was because of other factors. If I was going to win the league last year, it would have been because of Lamar. Point, and I was close. The point is you didn't win. Lee won, so you can't call Lamar Jackson a league winner in the Chagrin League. Are we counting almosts now? Yeah. I'm, I'm talking... Bill I'm loves talking horseshoes. One, he loves almosts. Bill is a Number one player in points. Two years in a row were Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Bill's that's, a, Bill's regardless of what championships were won, that stat remains true. Yeah. Okay, Billy's a quarterback whisperer. I get it. I get it, Bill. Okay. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Uh, 
Can't wait to see who he drafted Bri- this year. Brian, so we went through his running backs and his quarterback. Uh, Sutton and Metcalf are his starting wide receivers. I don't like Sutton. I don't really like the Denver offense. I don't really trust whatever they have. What are they, Locke? Is that what it is, Drew yeah, Locke? huge I, question mark for uh, Sutton. High upside, though. You never know. High upside, but you've got him. Who's their second wide receiver? In Denver? Fuck, I don't know. Judy. Oh, Jerry, Jerry Judy, the Jer- rookie. Jerry yeah. Judy and Fant. Yeah. And you got Philip Lindsay and uh, Melvin Gordon. Like, you've got five guys that can catch the ball. Um, so I just I just don't love Sutton in the fourth. I, I get it. Um, I think he's a good player. I just don't, in that offense with that quarterback, I don't really love him as, would, my, as my number one wide receiver. I would guess that DK Metcalf scores more points than Sutton this year. And he took him around I see, later. I could see that. I think Metcalf's going to take over yeah, as that I, number one receiver over Tyler Lockett in yeah. Seattle this year. I I I, I think very fit. Uh, what is that? Early fifth round. Early fifth round. Um, Metcalf is good value there. Um, I I was actually targeting uh, Lockett this year because I thought Met, the Metcalf hype was pushing his stock down a little too much. I think they're going to end up in, at the end of the year very close to each other. Um, but I thought that uh, the price for Lockett was getting depressed to the point that he was an attractive, like, fifth, sixth-round pick because everyone was so high on Metcalf. Yeah, and this is where I need to give Brian kudos, like I did earlier. But he's learning the young players. Miles Sanders, Cortland Sutton, DK Metcalf. Bunch of second, you know, third-year players here. You know, good on you, Brian. Now, You're doing your research. Now let's not let's not crown Brian too quickly because if you remember on draft day, he didn't want to draft Miles Sanders. He kind of accidentally fell into Miles Sanders because he was running out of time on the draft clock. So it's more of a more of a happy accident than a, a draft plan for Brian there. I don't remember that, but if that's the case, I take it all back. <laughs> I mean. You know, that's I. I'm not going to take it back. Like he's got Miles Sanders on his team. I don't care how he got him. I don't care if he, you know, if he went over. If someone else would have drafted him and Brian would have knocked him out and forced them to make a trade with him, and he ended up with Miles Sanders. He has Miles Sanders on his team. I got to give Brian credit for that. Uh, let's see. Uh, tight end is the last position we were going to talk about. We don't talk about the full roster, Bill. We just kind of talk about the starters. Um, Hayden Hurst and. Mike Gesicki. Yeah, I'm I mean, okay. I'm okay with that combination. I Hayden think. Hurst, first year in Atlanta. Um, you know, they brought him in to re- replace Austin Hooper, who uh, was a solid tight end last year. I, I don't think Hayden Hurst has top five upside, uh, but he's going to get his catches there. So, I, you know, for a late round tight end, I'd, I'd say mediocre. Um, I go with the other comment I'll make on Brian because we did make uh, this comment earlier, uh, Bill. Uh, who were we talking? Were we talking about, was it Jackson that picked a kicker in like the ninth round? I think it was Josh. It was Josh. He took Butker. Okay, Josh took Butker. Brian and I are the only two people that didn't even draft a kicker. So it's like we've got, with the new kicker rules, Bill, wildly different strategies going on here. We've got some people going the historic route, me and Brian just being like, fuck kickers, I'll find one like right before uh, kickoff on Sunday. Um, and you've got Josh investing a lot of draft, uh, draft capital in a uh, on-paper premier kicker. We'll talk about kickers more on the next team, I'm sure. Okay. Well, 
with that, we'll move on to Bill's team. Uh, Bill, you want to just start with the kickers? Tenth, sure. tenth round, Justin Tucker. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you got like a, you got you got a you got a regression model here for how many fifty yarders is he going to kick? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, but uh, uh, I don't need a ton mm-hmm. for him to hit his value where I drafted him. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, well, let's just, you know, Bill, we're going to go a little out of order on you just because you've brought up so many ideas as you've been talking with us. Uh, Kyler Murray, quarterback. You've patted yourself on the back for Mahomes and Jackson. Fourth round. Third quarterback off the board? Sounds about right. Yep. So. Wow. All right. Bill's high on Kyler. Mm-hmm. I better pick him up in all my other leagues. Trade for him. I see a number one quarterback in the future based on history here. What do you, he is the what? only quarterback I was planning to take. I knew I'd be able to get him because the only quarterbacks I knew would be taken early in our league would be Mahomes and Jackson. And, and maybe Tom Brady if Ben was feeling uh, particularly weird on draft day. But uh, I think it, I think it, Tom Brady was an eighth-round pick, so given where that was, I would say it's a very early, like sl- early selection. Of very early. What do you love about Kyler this year? Uh the second year in the same offense in an offense that is specifically designed for massive, massive amounts of passing yards. So the game's going to be a little slower. He's going to know it a little better. And he also happened to get maybe the best wide receiver in football in the offseason. So uh, it's going to be an explosion, an offensive explosion in Arizona. Yeah, can't I, wait. I don't remember who ended up with DeAndre Hopkins in our league, but um, you'll figure it out. I'm pretty confident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, I'll make, I'll make. It's, think, it's interesting that you bring up the Hop, the Hopkins thing. I think Billy's high on Arizona. Yeah. So, so the Hopkins point is interesting because um, I find it a little. Um, I find a break in the logic there, Bill, just a little bit. So you put, you took Hopkins in the second round. Um, so you're obviously, you're, you clearly love this Murray-Hopkins combination, very high in the Arizona offense. But you made the, you made the point that Hopkins is new to the offense. Um, and I think that's important to note because as we saw last year in Cleveland, a stud wide receiver coming onto a new offense can struggle. Okay. Now, and using Cleveland as an example for anything is an outlier. I just think it's... Right, Pitching offense is not the same. And a wide receiver learning an offense is very different than a quarterback learning an offense. Not I, that word. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, just, it's just worth noting because it's a, it's, a, it's a counterpoint to that logic. Um, that said, you do have OBJ, too. You did a second, third round wide receiver stack with DeAndre Hopkins and Odell Beckham Jr. So you're obviously expecting an OBJ bounce back season. I absolutely am, and uh, I consider really Tyler Boyd, considering AJ Green is, uh, has more left falling off the face of the earth, uh, to be uh, scoring just as high as, as OBJ and, and DeAndre this season, especially Joe Burrow being a rookie quarterback, but not having to deal with some of the things rookie quarterbacks deal with, like road games with opposing fans. Pretty excited about that. Yeah, fuck, Bill. You're making me regret taking uh, Devontae Adams over DeAndre Hopkins now. 
Yeah, thank you. I, I'm very glad that you did that. Yeah, don't, don't worry about it's, that. Uh, he's going to be don't, playing don't, in an don't, empty don't, dome. Don't worry, don't worry about that. For eight uh, games out of the year. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be attractive. Uh, it's interesting you brought up Boyd. Because uh, you took Boyd in the sixth, and then Brian took Green in the seventh. Um, I think that will be, uh, you know, ah, inner division battle. Yeah, AJ Green is fucking washed up though. I he's think a, I think he's a screw. yeah. I think I think I think one of you is going to be right. Uh, I might you know if I had to pick one today, might bet on Bill being right here. But I think I think one of you is going to be right. I don't I don't see. Rookie Joe Burrow Bengals with Mixon on that team producing two really high quality wide receivers. Um, so I think one of them is going to win that battle, and I think it'll be really meaningful for your division to see if you were right with Boyd or if Brian gets a uh, what's that for Brian? I guess Green would be his third receiver too. So it'll be interesting to see who who picked right on the third wide receiver there. Um. Let's see. We talked about your wide receivers. I your... want to talk about Billy's running back situation. Yeah, he's got, he's got... Alvin Kamara was a solid pick. Um, if you were picking fourth overall, Bill, you passed on Zeke Elliott. What, give, give us yeah, the rationale there. Well, what's the rationale? I would have taken Zeke. Bill's a uh, Wolverines fan now. He's just coming out to the league. And uh, hey he's no longer picking hey Buckeyes. Now. It's a half-point PPR league. I consider them equivalent value, and one of them is going to have 50 more catches than the other one. So I'll take that guy. Hmm. Agree to disagree. Yeah, we were we were talking earlier when we were looking at Zeke. Uh, ben was very adamant that you made the wrong decision. Yeah, and I, I don't say. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if it's the, I don't know if it's the wrong decision, but uh, I just view Zeke as you know. You're talking. I I agree. I think. Uh, Kamara's got the higher higher upside. I think in the top five picks, Zeke is the safest floor. I don't see him breaking down in that yeah. round. It, it, yeah, sure, he's boring, but in the top five, given like the top the the amount of points that are scored by those top five players, I'm kind of okay with the boring guy in the in there. Uh, but. I'm saying that, and I also just didn't go with that. I, I saw Zeke and Saquon and CMC, and I'm like, I'm taking either Saquon or CMC, the guy who's got that upside, not Zeke. So I, I get passing on Zeke. Um, I just, I, I probably would have made a, a different decision in the, in the three hole. Uh, and then you've got Singletary as your other running back. And I know Lee is going to have an opinion here because Lee has Zach Moss. So boys. Let's hear it. Who is going to be the starting running back for the Bills at the beginning of the season, and who's going to end as the starting running back? Zach Moss and Zach Moss. Lee has a, Lee has a rookie in studying. He spends a little bit too much time in the Dynasty League, watches a little too much tape, and gets himself a little, a little high on these rookies. But uh, honestly, I don't really care. My, my plan is for watching which one of my wide receivers blows up and then trading him for an RB1 anyway. So Devin Singletary will be a, a flex at best by the time the playoffs come around. I, uh, I won't be getting attached to him. But uh, maybe, you know, maybe I'll I'll get lucky and he'll, uh, he'll put some good points together. But it doesn't really matter to me Shit. in the long run. Shit, Billy. You have a lot riding on uh, DeAndre Hopkins and OBJ. Bouncing back. Oh man, that off. sucks. What and, and terrible I, guys to have a lot riding on. Whatever and, will I do when I'm putting all my 
my ex in the dominant Hall of Fame wide receivers. <laughs> God damn it, Billy. Bill, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm just... going to win the championship this year, boys. Get I, used to it. I'm Get yourself I, comfortable with the fact that I'm winning it again. Mm, I I'm, disagree. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to point out what everyone is probably thinking now, Bill. You mentioned trading either Hopkins or OBJ for a wide res- or a number one running back. I have to tell you, Nick's in your division. He's probably not trading with you, and no one else in the league is giving you an RB one for a wide receiver. Well, I, clearly, clearly you're you're forgetting my trading history. I don't have to do it in one. Sport. Well, I have three, four under my belt by then. And it'll be, you know, just follow the map of how long it takes for Devin Singletary to turn into a wide receiver one. I'll get there. And also, I'll, I'll be able to trade with Nick. That's no problem. By the time that he is no longer in the running for the division title, it's between me and Brian. Nick's going to have to decide who does he want winning the division, me or Brian. And then I think it'll be fine. What? going to get one from Brandon anyway. What do I need to get a running back from Nick from? And it probably will not be DeAndre Hopkins or OBJ. The goal is one of those other wide receivers on my roster, Tyler Boyd, Sean Jackson, Darius Slayton, and one of them gets themselves up into that wide receiver two category. That's what I need. And then it's a two for one. I could see it out of, out of Slayton. I could see it out of Slayton this year being that wide receiver too. Um, yeah, I mean, Bill, I think you're a little too high on your team, obviously. Well, we have, we have to finish it. We're, we've talked about everyone else's tight ends. Bill, Evan Ingram, uh, that's the final piece, final building block that we're going to talk about. Uh, we're, we're not going down the flex. You mean injury-prone, mediocre Evan Ingram? Okay, Lee has, an, opi- Lee has an opinion here. <laughs> I'm not a fan. I don't like the Evan Ingram pick. I would have gone late tight ends. I think you burned one a little too early. Could have gone high upside running back there. Uh, there were in no the, running back in the, in the that ni- much, I'm sure. In of. the ninth? But uh, I'm, I'm guessing you and Ben already had a, a lovely conversation about the, the beauties of Blake Jarwin, and my eyes actually already hurt from rolling them. There's, they're like, every year, there's what, three tight ends that are actually going to be, you know, tight ends that when you're looking at your matchups for the next week, you're worried about. Everybody else just falls into this pool of tight ends where if they get a touchdown, it's a good week for you. If they don't, they're in that 6-8 to eight range. So, been drafting from too early. I didn't pass on anybody that I was worried about passing on when I did get him. If he blows up great, if he doesn't, he's going to be the same as just about everybody else's tight ends, save for whoever has Kelsey, Kittle, and Ertz. Yeah, so you're spot on with the uh, Jarwin comment. We actually were talking to Ben earlier. He, uh, We lost him for a minute. He had to go get a handkerchief to wipe off his steering wheel because he came all over it when we started talking to Blake Jarwin. Uh. Yeah. So we had to do a two-part conversation with him. Uh, but, yeah, the, the Blake Jarwin uh, self-masturbation was uh, immense. You, you know this well about me, John. I'm a very big believer in famous names. And go ahead say Blake Jarwin a couple more times and tell me that that guy is going to blow up this year. Sounds like a plumber. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to disagree with that, but I'm also not going to, like, side with you and say I'm in love with the name Evan Ingram either. Uh, they both they both sound they both sound like they could be either, you know, fixing your toilet or doing your taxes. It's true. Yeah. 
It's true. And I expect them to finish a pretty equivalent in points. Okay. And that's fine with me. All right. So, uh, well, Bill, I, you know, after talking to you and, and everything you said about your team, I'm guessing you're going to put yourself in uh, the top spot to finish in your division. I mean, the, the, and I, I didn't really talk about Ryan's team, but the tough thing is I, I absolutely expect to win the division. I like my team a lot, and as long, as with every team, if they stay healthy, yeah, I'm, I'm going to win the championship this year. The problem is Ryan's stupid team has so many players that could randomly have absolutely ridiculous seasons, or they'll be terrible, which would be great. But he's the only one I'm worried about for fear of randomly he has three or four players just absolutely explode. Miles Sanders, DK Metcalf, for some reason, are two of the top scoring players in the league, which could happen. Or they'll, you know, be terrible, in which case Brian will finish last, Nick will finish in, you know, one of those last, fighting for a last playoff spot, and uh, I'll rip the trophy out of Lee's hands tackling maniacally. Well, I'm going to uh, I kind of second the, the rankings you just put out there. Bill. I see your team is number one, Brian is number two, Nick is number three. Um, that's actually also, I think, how Yahoo is looking at it right now. If you look at the current projections on Yahoo, which obviously have some flaws in them, but I think you and I are both projected to finish 11 and 2, which are the top two teams in the league at the moment. Um, so Yahoo's behind you. Uh, I like your team. I, I will say, though, that Yahoo finish is, uh, I think, inflated by Debo. Uh, they have him scoring something ridiculous this year, and I think coming off a foot injury, he's just not, not going to happen. But I do like him where you got him in the seventh round, and I think he's going to be a fine flex player. I just don't think he's going to be a, a top uh, 24 wide receiver. Yeah, Billy, I hate to burst your bubble, but I don't think you're going 11-2 and two this year. But I do think you're going to win the division. Uh, but I think you're going to be an early exit in the playoffs. That's my prediction. Brian finishes Put second. Put division vertically. Keep, keep praying. Keep hoping that you don't have to see me late in the playoffs. Uh, I would actually like to see you in the playoffs. That'd be great. We can battle for that trophy that's uh, resting on my mantle right now. God, I hope you guys don't play in the playoffs. Nothing would be sadder than watching the battle of two Buffalo running backs to decide who wins. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, Johnny. Won't be on my team by then. <laughs> yeah, all right. Okay. Okay. Meanwhile, Lee will still be holding on to Cam Akers, Zach Moss, for dear life, saying this is the week. This is the week. They're finally going to figure it out. <laughs> hey, I got backups on backups. Deep, baby, we're deep. Hey, Bill, we're passing Kingdom Hall of Jehovah's Witnesses in the middle of nowhere, I think, Virginia. So let me talk to you real quick about the end of the Raptors Celtics game last night and why we really only need to focus on the NFL for about four weeks because that's when the NBA is going to start training camp once again. Yeah, Billy, you know, you're like a Jehovah's Witness preaching your religion on me. This is, I'm not a basketball guy. I love, I like watching the Cavs. Um, you know, Cavs are great. And I don't lie to the list. I've been trying to force the Cavs on you, force me to the Cavs for the last two years. They're the hometown hero. I was going to say, I liked watching them when they had LeBron. 
when they suck, I, I'm a Fairweather fan. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I'm just not a basketball guy. I'm a golf guy. But we're not we're not watching the Cavs. We're watching the Celtics Raptors. Even worse. <laughs> I don't care that there was a buzzer beater hit by some no-name jabron. His name is OG. That's a fantastic they, name. They Terrible karma. This is not how a championship speaks. If we ever go back to... I just, just for everyone that's not part of this conversation, just remember, if we ever go back to playing fantasy basketball, which I don't think we ever will, but if we ever did, just remember, Billy is a name guy. This OG guy that made the shot last night is going to end up on Billy's team in the first three rounds. <laughs> the guy's first name is OG. Billy's taking him. Okay, and there goes a cop flying down the highway. About 100 miles an hour. All right, Bill. It was good having you. We're gonna miss you at camping this year. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll give you a drunken, riled up call one night. Wake you up. Yeah. We'll Facetime with you. You can see our faces. Love it. All right. Have fun down there, boys. All Take right, care, dude. dude. Take care.